Hey, what is up, y'all? Welcome back to Real Talks, PT School and Beyond. Real Talks about the victories, the struggles, and all the experiences that make up the journey to becoming a doctor of physical therapy. My guest today shares a classic story about being young and a little too wild, how he was able to learn from his early mistakes, and the experiences that led him to discovering his true passion of physical therapy. Stay tuned, you do not want to miss this episode. All right, welcome back to Real Talks, PT School and Beyond. My guest joining me today is one of my classmates from AT Still University, Mr. Trevor Nelson. Trevor, how are you doing today, my man? Dude, I'm doing great, Taylor. Thanks for having me on here. Absolutely, yeah, I'm super excited to uh, get to talk with you. Let's uh, let's just start off with like, where are you from? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm here from uh, Chandler, Arizona. So 28 years I've been living here all my life. Um, my parents came here from Illinois for my dad to go to ASU, which is where I ended up going. Um, but they came out here and decided the snow was absolutely terrible, so they set up shop here and just stayed. And so I've just been raised up here absolutely love it here and yeah that's pretty much where i'm from nice yeah this is definitely the place to be if you don't like snow oh yeah um do you like to go up to flagstaff every once in a while you know snowboarding i don't know if you're a big snowboarder or not but actually yeah i love snowboarding i've been snowboarding yeah. since high school and okay. yeah flagstaff is it's nice to just it's a nice quick hour like two hour drive little day trip Oh yeah. It's so easy just to go right up there. I haven't, a bunch of my friends though, they go and do like tell ride and stuff like that. That's still like the goal to try to get up over there. Dude, tell ride is sick. And do they, do they do it like the, the big ski trip with Alpine? What do you mean big ski trip? So there's this, um, there's this company uh, called Alpine ski club where they'll, they'll get like a bunch of Greyhound buses and They'll bring like 300 people up in a fat group. And like, so me and my friends would go, there'd be like eight of us and they'll like set you up in a room. They'll give you like the lift tickets for the weekend. And oh, no it's way. Like, yeah, it's like all, in, it's like an all inclusive package. It's actually super sick. Um, okay. Well, yeah. But me and my homies would do that. Like we did that for like three years in a row and that was freaking awesome. That's dope. I didn't know about that. We're going to have to get some of the classmates together and do that. Dude. Honestly, we might have to get that going uh, next winter. Yeah. So if you're if you're listening right now in our class, go ahead, hit me and Taylor up. We'll try to get it organized for next year, or I hey. guess technically this year now, right? Oh yeah, it's 2021 now, dude. We are, dude. Let's go. Um, dang. Okay. So you said you went to ASU. Yes, sir. That's um, where I did my junior to senior year of uh, undergrad. Okay. So you did a little bit of community college action before that? I did. I did. I did uh, Chandler, Coyote, or Chandler Gilbert. Shout out the Coyotes. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I did for three years, I think. Because I, I kind of had like a, I don't want to say like a gap year, but I like took one class, like one semester. Yeah. Um, and just ended up being three years, which is fine, honestly. Totally. 
did you did you go right into college right after you graduated high school or did you I have- did yeah so I graduated high school in 2010 from Hamilton out here same bro not from Hamilton but yeah where did you graduate from again Mountain Ridge High School oh Mountain Ridge okay yeah cool. that's like up there right like Cave Creek area right I think not or- Cave Creek it's like in technically it's in Glendale it's um oh, but it's yeah. like the northernmost part of Glendale right off of like <laughs> Right off 67th Avenue and like Deer Valley. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I graduated in 2010. I um, went straight into community college because um, because I came out of school and I didn't really know what I was doing or what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And my parents had kind of pushed me in that direction of you should go to college after school um, and kind of explore some things. And so I think it was the best idea to do community college because I didn't know how serious I was about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't know how serious I was about it. So why not just, you know, pay, I think back then it was like, I think it was like 180 bucks for like a three hour credit class or whatever. Um, Yeah. Versus when I went to ASU, it was like 5,500 for a full load. Yeah. Absolutely crazy in comparison. So yeah, I did that for three years. Um, and so the funny thing, I guess, about me was when I went to uh, do my undergrad, I was originally a business marketing major. Um, that was something I kind of had my eye on or what interests me. Um, so I went to ASU to kind of make the transition to finishing out and getting the getting my bachelor's. Mm-hmm. And that's where I did junior to senior. And then I graduated in like May, 2015. So it took five years overall to get my undergrad. Yeah. So what did you do uh, once you graduated? Um, So after I graduated, I got a gig working at, um, working for like a third party company that had a contract with FedEx and I worked in their FedEx department basically where Mm. I was doing sales essentially. So I was calling people that were contract carriers with FedEx or had contracts with FedEx for shipping their stuff. So larger businesses. Um, And basically the goal was to find out if they were using any other, um, you know, providers such as uh, UPS, DHL, whatever and trying to work a way to make sure all packages were allocated to FedEx. I did that for like six months or something. It really wasn't what I was that into. I wasn't passionate about. I yeah. can't say packages get me going. You know? Dude, I was kind of getting bored just like listening to that description, honestly. Yeah. It was, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I feel you, dude. I, it was really just a, like a punch in, punch out. Really was not. Totally. Happy. Yeah. It was just a um, job. Yeah. So then I, I, I decided to look around and see what other things I could do. So I actually ended up doing uh, business development for Groupon. I left that job, um, started working in Scottsdale at Groupon's uh, Arizona location. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a really cool experience. Um, that was in 2016. I started that job and I ended that job at the end of 2016 and had mm-hmm. like um, my pivotal revolution pivotal revelation of I wanted to do PT eventually. Mm. I'll get to that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I did that for them for a whole year and it was probably the coolest job I had in terms of, it was a really close knit kind of office. A lot of people my age, um, Mm -hmm. 
a lot of connections and bonding to work with people that to this day are still some of my um, good friends from it. Nice. Nice. So this was, you said that was in 2016. And then you said you had a pivotal moment. Uh, Explain, go into detail about this pivotal moment you had. Yeah. So um, at this point, I've been been out of college for like a year and a half. Um, I've been working primarily sales. I did an internship for a marketing or I did a a marketing internship for an architectural firm near the end of graduating. Um, And I think I was starting to realize more more about myself in terms of personality and um, aspirations. And I think you talked a bit about this too, like kind of finding yourself, right? Yeah, definitely. Especially just like, yeah, when you're not in school and you're just like working in the real world. Yeah, I feel like you really do learn about like yourself a lot more. Yeah. So as I was doing this, I was learning more about myself, you know, removed from school, fully thrown into the real world Mm -hmm. and having to navigate that. And um, it just got to a point where I loved I love the people I was with. and everything, but I was realizing what I was doing for a living did not make me happy at all. Mm. Um, the environment was cool, you know, people were great, but at the end of the day, what I was doing did not fulfill me and totally. didn't make me want to. Um, I just didn't feel like I was doing anything other than helping myself. Yeah. Um, so I ended up making a decision end of 2016 that. Um, I was going to go back to school and that decision was for physical therapy. Crazy enough. Yeah. What, so what was it that made you choose physical therapy other rather than like anything else? Man, it's kind of a story and it starts with a girl. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) As all great stories start. Right. Um, Oh, I guess to kind of rewind it a little bit, uh, growing up in high, high school, um, I wasn't the most popular. I was a bit picked on. Um, I came out of high school and I was never really a sports guy or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but I started like lifting weights. Um, Mm. and I really enjoyed that. I really got into that actually. Um, I actually got to a point where like I was, would have classed myself and classified myself as an amateur bodybuilder at one point. I was weighing 220 pounds. Dang, um, what do you weigh right now? I'm sitting at 195 and I haven't touched a weight in two years. So. <laughs> Dang, so you're sitting 30 pounds heavier. Of- yeah. I was, Dang, nice. I usually was sitting at like 155 when I started. I was a skinny guy. Yeah. Um, still a skinny guy, I would say. But yeah. Um, so I really started getting into all of that. And then I started dating this girl in my undergrad, uh, mm-hmm. junior year, no senior year, I think. And she was actually going and getting her degree in kinesiology mm. and her end goal, um, was to become, can't remember if it was a PT or a PTA. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a PTA now actually. So I guess it was a PTA. Um, but I would look at some of her stuff and I thought, Oh, that's so cool. It's so interesting. And I really wish maybe if I had known about this, I would have done this as a career path totally for school. But I decided, you know what? I'm almost done with school. I really don't want to do school anymore. 
Um, I'll just enjoy exercise, sports, or whatever. It's like my hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my initial introduction to physical therapy. Gotcha. Um, then it goes along a little further. I ended up from all my weight training. Um, I developed a stress fracture in my right foot. Mm. I was in a boot for like five months because I was walking around a lot. And I had actually um, tore both the labrums in my hip. Um, Dang. Yeah, my left and right ones. So I had surgery, surgery done on both of them throughout the end of 2016, end of 2017. So I spent like almost like a year in physical therapy. Yeah. And I still do some physical therapy related stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just got a whole bunch of exposure to it. And totally. I think it all kind of culminated into the end of 2016, where I was realizing I was super unhappy, right? And I've mm-hmm. been getting um, some exposure from the girl I had dated, um, personal interests, and then I quit my job and had that surgery immediately, and then went into PT for my rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. And I think it just made the most sense to me that this was something I was always interested in and I really loved and I could actually help people, which was something that really got to me was I was only helping myself in my career path. Mm -hmm. So that I think led to me deciding in 2017 that PT was going to be my official route that I wanted to pursue. Dang, that is, that's a really cool, like, that's a really winding path that ended you up where you are. And I think you hit on like a lot of really good stuff, but like one, especially like, just like the whole idea of like you being in that job and like, not really feeling like satisfied from it, because I feel like a lot of people will just go and like, I mean, you see, you see it in like the older generations a lot where they're just like working a nine to five, they hate their job. They come home, crack open a beer, sit in front of the TV. And then just like, that's their life for the rest of their life. And like, I feel like this profession that we're going into is like, well, I mean, you're, you're already, we're passionate about it. And like, you just didn't even know that it existed. And like, I was the same way. Like, I didn't even know you could make a career in the medical field about just like exercise and like, like, being like a movement specialist, you know? And so I think that's, uh, that's just like a crazy way that you ended up to where you are. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not ever where I thought I was going to be definitely as a kid growing up and mm-hmm. definitely not where my parents thought. Um, cause I actually used to be a very artistic kid. My parents mm. always thought I'd make a career out of that. Um, cause I was always drawing. I did a lot of graphic design. Mm-hmm. Um, claymation like you know tim burton yeah yeah i used to make movies like claymation movies and stuff when like 13 14 and stuff so that was always my outlet and avenue and bro send me those links bro you got them up on youtube (laughs) or what i don't know if i still have them to be honest um i'll i'll dig around and see if i can find some movies i'll send them to you definitely bro yeah no that's cool though i mean shoot even like I feel like having like an artistic side though is also super helpful. Like in any type of career going into, like if you can have that like visual kind of like design element, because like, I mean, a lot of people will pay big bucks for someone to like come and just like design a logo for them, you know? Mm-hmm. 
but if like you you already have that in your back pocket so like you're good to go bro yeah i don't know i don't know how good i can do that now um i tried picking up drawing again over quarantine drew a little bit but uh it's not it's not what it was to tell you 15 16 years ago damn what did you ever did you ever paint too or just drawing um i did drawing and graphic design um primarily i always wanted to try painting i thought about painting over quarantine then i think about the mess and then i was like yeah. i was instantly put off yeah <laughs> yeah drawing's a lot easier a lot less messier yeah um, oh yeah dang okay so once you okay so you decided all right forget this job at groupon i'm going back to school i'm gonna get into physical therapy so what what were the next couple of steps you took like once you decided that yeah um so for anyone i guess this would be a quick real piece of advice mm -hmm. for anyone thinking about becoming a physical therapist um ask somebody in a program or ask a physical therapist how do i start because that was the first thing i did was i had a buddy i think in his first year at still nice and so I hit him up and I was like, Hey man, I think I want to do what you're doing. Like how do I start this crazy thing? Mm -hmm. So he gave me, he gave me the keys, the roadmap, which you can also go see on uh, PT cast. Cause that has it laid out there, but I didn't even know about PT cast yet. Yep. You know, I was just fresh and eager. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he laid out everything, told me everything about the prereqs, you know, PT cast, what to check so i was like all right i started that off as my roadmap went back to community college and i said hey these are the classes i need to take they built me out a map i told them a time frame because i was working too mm -hmm. um, during this whole thing you know still yeah. got money so yeah. i couldn't like do four classes i was just busting out two or three yeah semester. um so i did that and Man, I tell you, it's weird going back to school after being out for like two years. Yep. My whole game plan when I went back was, all right, I'm going to knock out the, the ones I'm going to hate the most first to make yeah. sure I can do this. Uh -oh. so I was like, what's up first? Okay, physics for sure. I know, <laughs> no, that's not going to be my jam. So I, this is a funny story I like to tell. I remember taking, um, I remember taking the first physics exam and math has never been my thing. I just don't compute that way. Yeah. Um, and I remember just looking at it and asking myself, oh, do I really want to be a physical therapist? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> but you know, I got, I got through that class. I got, you know, I got my A in it. I did fine, but it was, yeah, it was kind of one of those oh, crap moments. Like this is what school is going to be like, huh? Dude. Yeah. Physics is, yeah, some of a lot of those prereq classes are like that, like chemistry. Like I did not like chemistry at all. I don't know yeah. how you feel about that. Chemistry was all right. Um, it's just funny for me because you know my original major had nothing to do with any of this stuff. Totally. Right? So coming back and you know the last time I'd done chemistry or anything that was in high school. Mm -hmm. So like an eight year gap or nine year gap. I'm 28 years old, so you know. I'm uh, just want to throw that out there in terms yeah. of the reference. Um, totally. Yeah, it was a little bit of a you know a sh not a shocker, but just like a, a like oh crap, like this is what I'm getting into yep. in terms of the future education. 
Yep. But I think also that just goes to show you, like, I mean, because you don't, yeah, as long as you get those prereqs done, like, it doesn't matter what you get your degree in. And, yeah. like, I mean, on, like, ideally, you would get it in something that covers all that stuff. But, like, I mean, there's tons of people that have started PT school, like, even older than than you. Because I'm the same age as you. So, it's, like, there's people even older than us, like, in our class. Yeah. And, like, that's freaking awesome. Because, like, the older you get, it's, like, the harder it gets to, like, restart school again. Like, kind of like what you did. Mm. And I mean, I think it's pretty natural in terms of, um, I would say the age, like age in, uh, graduate programs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think a lot of us are at that 28 or anywhere from 26 to 30 kind of mark mm-hmm. they're starting this program. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from a lot of us going out after undergrad and trying to, um, do what we thought we were passionate about or wanting to verify we're passionate about and then mm-hmm. deciding that wasn't it, or this is something I'm into, but you know, maybe I'm an exercise specialist. Now I want to be a physical therapist mm-hmm. and make the step up. Um, I think that's something you hit on too, right. And your initial about being a massage therapist and then mm-hmm. you want to become a physical therapist and kind of encompass all those areas of treatment. Yeah, so. totally. And even just like, yeah, man, I couldn't like, I feel like now that I'm at this age, like I'm like ready and like mentally equipped to handle PT school because I think back to when I was like 24 and 25, like I was not anywhere close to like the mental state that I'm in now. You know what I'm saying? Like maturity wise, just like priority wise, like, oh yeah all that stuff. Like I, I wouldn't be successful at all in PT school at that age. And so for sure, I'm totally happy with how everything worked out. Yeah. Yeah. 19 year old me would have flamed out in PT school. Like in the (laughs) first two weeks, man. Dude, Yeah. I tell you, geez. Yeah. Um, okay. So you did all that stuff and then, so you took, so how long, so how long did it take you to get all those prereqs done? Did you do them all at the community college? Yeah. So I did them all community between uh, Chandler Gilbert and Mesa community. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out, rate my professor. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was my my Bible. Such yeah. a valuable tool. It really is. I mean, it, I mean, I don't, I just don't want to say it makes things easier, but it, it allows you to know what you're getting into, which I think is important when you're getting an education. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to find a professor. What I was really interested in finding was a professor that can actually teach the material. Totally. In a very comprehensible, uh, understandable way. And so that was really useful for that. So I um, highly recommend that to anyone in undergrad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so Okay, so you got you were getting all those prereqs done, and then where did you get a job at any or like shadow any PT clinics or anything like that? Yeah, so um, I kind of came into this knowing I was at a disadvantage, right, in terms mm-hmm. of my background, and then some other things. So I knew what I needed to do was like bust my tail um, in these other aspects. Yeah, so. Um, I think to answer your original question, it took me three years of prereqs okay. for, um, when I went back between working and going to school 
And I actually finished up my last prereq this uh, end of spring semester of 2020. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah right so before I rolled we got straight started. out of prereqs into this. Nice. But during that whole ordeal of doing my prereqs, I was doing shadowing. I think I had like 400 or something hours. Nice. That's really shadowing. good. And I'd, I'd gotten them over like, I want to say like five or six different settings, I think. Mm. So I had a very diverse, um, you know, clinical experience for shadowing between like outpatient, acute inpatient, skilled nursing. Um, I did some like cash clinic shadowing stuff. Nice. Um, with more athletes primarily. So yeah, it was a really cool experience to get all those different. Oh, and pediatrics mm. too which was really interesting. I don't know if you've ever, have you ever done a pediatric shadowing? Never. It is a different, it's a different ballpark, man. Really? I mean, we've talked about it a little bit in um, some of the classes, but yeah. you know, obviously you don't have a three-year-old in there doing some like, uh, you know, you know, some hip extensions. Or yeah. Whatever. Right. <laughs> it's, it's all play. It's all games, but with purpose. So it was really cool to, to see an experience in that. So, yeah, I, I I did like 400 hours, which is a lot now that I think about it. Yeah, I know. Some schools, I was looking at some of the requirements. Some schools, were like, the minimum was like, oh, get 50 hours of observation. But, like, dude, like you were saying, I was in a really similar position. Like, my grades were not the best. And so I had to just, like, I looked at all the other things that I could do to make up for it, like the observation hours, um, the extracurricular, like the volunteer stuff, like all that other, all those other things that like rounds out your PT cast application. Like I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about my grades. I'm just going to like go balls to the wall with every other thing that I can still take care of right now. You know? Yeah. I think, you know, I think grades are important for sure. Mm -hmm. um, that's definitely a big advantage if you're if you're applying and you're rolling in with like a 3.8 or whatever like oh yeah like good for you like for crushed real. it um that was not my case because I spent I spent the first um three years well I guess technically four since I did five um mm -hmm. just lost uh basically only <laughs> obsessed with like partying and just yep. you know having the undergrad experience uh -huh. and then for whatever reason i decided like near the end of my junior official junior year um let's like give it a shot let's give it the old college try and like you <laughs> know try see what we can do if we actually yeah. apply ourselves and then it was like oh i got all a's and i was like oh okay so like if i actually care about something and try like i can do it all right yeah. cool. that's good Dude, to know. yeah i know i had the same yeah no that was my for the first year out of high school i went to university of arizona and bro i couldn't i swear i probably partied like six out of seven nights of the week i swear yeah. it was like it was i don't even i, I probably couldn't even list the like the teachers i had or the classes that i took there it was like it was honestly all a blur and like <laughs> like it was bad but like it's just crazy that. it's crazy when you actually like like you're saying like when you're like okay let me actually try and like apply myself and let me actually put a little bit of effort into this class and then it's like whoa okay i'm actually doing well it's like 
all it takes is just like a little bit of work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It does just a little bit of effort, man. It's crazy what happens when you do that, you know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think for you and me, you made a good point. You know, I, crazy enough i'll say it out loud because i'm i don't even care i'm not embarrassed i mean when i when i came back and did my prereqs so you know i knocked out a's whatever uh -huh. um but i enroll or i came into this with a 2.96 gpa that's how bad i fried all yeah stuff in undergrad you know uh -huh. and even with a trying in senior year and then you know doing it all in prereqs and just you know showing up getting what i needed to do yeah, I still can't really bring it up that much. Um, mm -hmm. So huge emphasis on actually applying and building yourself outside of the GPA in terms of shadowing letters of recommendation. I think I had four, which was like the max. Yeah, same. Um, huge amount of hours. Mm -hmm. And I think schools too, if you do go back and you do prereqs and they can see the gap of like, okay, this was then of their undergrad, but here they are. And like, yeah. they actually can get good grades. I think they look at that. You know what I mean? I think they so, do. Also. Yeah. So I think if you are going to do this and you're kind of in a similar boat to me, um, don't freak out. I spent the whole time freaking out, but same bro. Try not to freak out. I try to tell myself two things and I don't always stick to this, but you know, I try to, it's like a little mantra. Mm -hmm. You know, I always tell myself happy to be here. And mm -hmm. then also it always works out in the end. Oh, that's um, good, bro. And you know, it always does work out in the end, man. You it know, really does. I, I didn't think it would work out this well in terms of my first time applying. I got in, but yeah, um, dude. you know, happy to be here, man. Happy to be <laughs> here. <laughs> that's really good, dude. That's really good. Um, man. Yeah. It's, we, we actually, I feel like we had pretty similar, um, kind of like similar paths almost like, cause I did, I was below a 3.0 also and yeah. somehow I got in, but did you the thing, what's up? Oh, sorry. I was just going to ask, did you apply to Midwestern and like NAU? Yeah, I applied to, well, like actually, I actually, I don't think I even applied there because I don't think I met the minimum gpa so i was just like okay i'm not even gonna bother <laughs> to apply yeah i messed up my gpa calculation i guess because i thought i didn't understand i guess some components of it so yeah I was seeing like just over a three mm -hmm. so man when i got those letters back of like hey man you're not eligible oh uh, yeah first freak out moment because i didn't realize exactly where i was in terms yeah. of that oh. <laughs> and then i was like oh wait am i can i even do this anymore Dude, um, yeah but then I got the AT still, uh, you know, invitation to interview. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm okay. Just got to yeah. knock this out. And this was actually the school I wanted to go to out of mm -hmm. all the programs here. So super fortunate and grateful it worked out that way. Yeah, you know, looking back, like, it, there really would have been a lot less stress had I just had, like, a decent GPA, you know, like not even like a three point, like if I would have just had like a 3.5, I probably would have had like way less stress throughout that whole process. But like, oh, sure. because I was so low on the GPA, I would be like freaking out thinking like, Oh my God, like I'm not like, I'm going to, and like, because I was older too, I was like, damn, I don't not want to like waste another year. Like, this is what I'm trying to do. And it's like, if I don't get in this cycle, I got to retake all these classes. And I was just like, going through this in my head, I'm just like, damn, like, 
what did I do? Like, did I really just like screw myself over that bad because I was a stupid 18 year old kid that just like wanted a party, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, I should have listened to my parents or something, you know, I know. Like they kept saying, but it worked out, man. It worked out. It did. Yeah, it did. But if you're 18 right now, starting school, listen to this. You better apply yourself, man. You don't want to be me. You don't want to be freaking out at the end. You know, doesn't matter what you're doing. Honestly, you should just apply yourself, you know, for real. Yeah. Well, that also goes back in the whole thing about like, okay, there's this whole agenda of going to college right out of high school that was just like pushed onto everybody. And it's like, honestly, like you don't have to go to college to be successful in life. Like I have tons of friends that didn't go, didn't take any classes at college and they're doing super well, but it's like, it's just this whole, it's cause it's like when you're 18, you don't know, like you think, you know, so much, but like in reality, you like don't know anything, you know? And then oh, you go you into college. That way? Cause I, I felt like I knew nothing, dude. Oh, well, like, well, it's like, I just had this, like, I had this idea of what life was, you know? And it's like, oh yeah, you just graduate high school, go to college, get a job, find a family and then live the rest of your life. But it's like, all the there's like there's so much like detail and like things that happen in between that like you have no idea like I, I had no idea about and so I like suffered through like I'd say from like the age of 18 to like I don't know like 22 I was just like so lost yeah and even afterwards still and honestly sometimes right now even I still feel lost but like I at least have like a little bit of direction now you know compared at least compared to back then yeah no i feel that sorry i don't know if you can hear that my cat's kind of going in the background there oh, it's, all, it's all good She's, she wants to join in i guess dude yeah we can give her a shout out real fast <laughs> um yeah okay but yeah so okay so you said you took your last like prereq like the like the spring semester right before we started. So like spring 2020. Yeah. So that was uh, my last one. That was uh, statistics. Psych statistics is the one I took. And it was my only class actually um, that I was taking that semester because the last prereq I had to knock out. And then that was really interesting because it was kind of like a super, I don't want to say intense class, but you know how statistics was, you know, it can get into some details and whatnot. Mm-hmm. um and then covid hit right yeah and that was crazy because it was like just starting to really pick up right as we were going to spring break so we went on spring break mm-hmm. and like two days in the the schools email us and they're like okay extended spring break yeah um, we're gonna give you an extra week and then that extra week turned into a month yeah off and then we came back but it wasn't like we came back in person, it was, it wasn't even zoom. It was just like, uh, like online courses at ASU back when I was an undergrad, which was like oh, yeah. board and like, you know, whatever. And the class went from being like super intensive to just like, okay, listen, everything's screwed up. Everything's, you know, I can't really teach. Yeah. Um, so just fill out these worksheets and turn them in. And Thanks. that was kind of wild, I guess, for my last class of the prereq still, like, you know, busted my, my butt all the way up. And then this class was basically just a 
all right, everything's screwed up here. You can just go through for free. Yeah, that is because I wasn't taking any classes like when COVID hit, but like I can only imagine like the like the chaos almost of just like, okay, this like everything shut down and we're going to try and like throw this online course together real fast. But anyways, just like do this and then like you'll pass kind of thing. Like that's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, I heard I heard some professors just didn't even come back at the community inter- or started it some classes didn't even resume the professors basically just sent out an email and said, Hey, listen, I'm just going to pass you, which that was, that was like crazy to hear that that's was, you know, the approach. Yeah. I think it's, it's been a huge like learning process for like, I mean, for us as students, but then like, also I can like for the teachers too. And like the administration, like, I'm sure this has been like a crazy crazy hectic time like for them trying to figure out how to best handle this whole situation oh yeah yeah it's really interesting so with our with our schooling right now for sure mm-hmm. although low-key kind of love the zoom classes we're doing same uh, actually I, say, I don't know how you feel about it and i was pretty hesitant about it at first but there's something magical about just rolling out of bed right to your chair like two before class you know you telling me, bro. Honestly, I love the convenience of the Zoom. Um, yeah, don't have to drive to school. Like, can be making coffee. Like when class starts. Like, I I love it. I love the convenience. I do miss in person classes and like meeting all the classmates and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, I love I love Zoom. <laughs> yeah, big fan. Big fan. Same. So. Okay. So yeah, like, uh, we're in PT school now and we both just finished our first semester. Um, what was it, what was it like for you in like these first, the first like couple of beginning of the weeks, like of PT school starting, what was that? What were those first few weeks like for you? Yeah. Um, gosh. So I think like the first couple weeks of PT school, you know, we're, we're really getting into it in terms of you know, understanding what we're going to be doing. You know, we're all starting to get acquainted with anatomy. I think for a lot of us, anatomy was, you know, our big, biggest undertaking. Oh, yeah. Biggest worry. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I mean, I was, I was stressed, but I wasn't stressed. I yeah. guess I, I was, I was just trying to enjoy the experience and kind of take in the fact that I was now, doing what I've always wanted to do in terms of schooling, which was actually learning about stuff that interests me. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, we did the, we've done the whole, all right, to graduate, you need to take XXX class, but also to, to diversify you, make sure you take all these electives and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And I hated just doing that to have to do that. So totally. now it's cool. And I remember just greatly appreciating, um, you know, doing, stuff that was related to what I'm actually going to be doing as a professional. Um, can't say I loved all the classes in terms of some content, you know, I'm sure mm-hmm. we all had some classes that were like, oh, gosh, this is my, not my favorite, but like, I understand it's totally. important, but yeah, it was, it was a good time in terms of actually being able to learn stuff I'm interested in. What, what did you think about your first couple of weeks in there? 
Honestly, like the way you said it, like stress, but not stress. I feel like I was kind of like me too, because it was like, I was, yeah, just like the whole idea of like, man, I finally made it into PT school. I'm finally learning like all this stuff that I've been like waiting to. And also like, it was the whole, like, cause I was battling myself. I was like, okay, like, man, this, what we're learning is like really hard and really intense, but also it's like, we're going to be like, this is a doctoral degree, you know? And like, this is like what I've been working so hard for. And to finally be like in this process, I remember there would be some weeks when I was just feeling really good and feeling on top of everything. And then usually like, it was like around finals, like two weeks, two or three weeks before finals would come up. I would kind of go into this like, Oh crap. Like I really got to like get everything together now. So it really was a lot of like up and down for me, but there was one point that I remember it was just like, I was starting to feel like really burnt out and I, I forget what I was listening to, but like, basically it was this, it was this other like student physical therapist just saying like, Hey, just like, remember why you're in school. Like, remember what you're doing this for. And then, so like having that, like kind of like taking a step back and remembering those things for me, that, that kind of rejuvenated my, my motivation. And then um, just like, just like fine tuning, like the, like the school and life balance for me, that's been like probably my biggest like struggle with school. Um, it's just like, you know, making sure I'm doing, I'm still doing like the things that I really enjoy doing, like exercising, like going outside, going hiking, like all these different things that kind of like get pushed to the side when we're super busy. Um, so that's probably, that's, that's kind of what, that's been my biggest like battle outside of school, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Self-maintenance is important. And, uh, I'd like to say I do that, but I definitely don't take the time out to make sure I'm okay. I think that's going to be something I'm going to try to make more of an effort on this semester. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have been cutting some bad habits out, um, but I, there's more things I can do. Probably eat a little better. So totally. try to hold me accountable this semester to that. Dude, I will. Um, dude, no, I'm the same way. Like when I'm pulling late nights, like I'll just – you know, just make a quick gas station run, grab a bag of uh, Sour Patch Kids or whatever. And like, dude, I'll just like, candy is my fuel when I'm studying late at night. This is an important question. What's your gas station of choice? I prefer QT. Okay. You're a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I prefer QT. Um, Circle K is probably the next uh, underneath QT. But yeah, QT is the... Uh, that's the spot for sure. Dude, QT is my jam, dude. I probably go there once a day just to like get an assortment of random little things. Yeah, especially wow. now that now that they're all remodeled and they got the little kitchen in there. Like that's honestly, so nice. QT pizza is like pretty bomb. Not I haven't lie. had the pizza yet, but I can tell you it's the only gas station food that I'd be like, yeah, I'll eat that. You know, I probably <laughs> won't have to worry about it. Funny story. Okay, so like, well. When we were in high school, like there was a QT right by our school. And like it was like every Friday night, every Saturday night, like we'd be chilling with my friends and be like, oh man, what are we gonna do tonight? 
and just be like, all right, let's go to QT. We'd we'd show up and like everybody would be there. And like, that would be how we would find out like where the parties were at. Like we would just go to QT and like, that was just like the unofficial like meetup spot for every, every single weekend. Dude, I think like, I think everyone like did that. Yeah. (laughs) I had like, I had to remember like there was a Chevron by my house that always be popping with kids from school and even the gas station by my house, I'm like next to, I think like Mesquite High School or something. Uh huh. Like that gas station, I always see a bunch of like high schoolers hanging out in front of it. So there's like some like primal thing, you know, <laughs> that drives everyone to gas stations in oh high school God. to like hang out. Dude, that's so true. Yeah. That, but yeah, that QT on 75th Avenue in Deer Valley will always <laughs> have a special spot in my heart. <laughs> Oh, that's good. So, okay. Yeah. So you said going forward, you kind of want to balance your like school and work or your school and outside of school life. Mm-hmm. Um, what other, what other kind of things are you, now that you've gone through this first like semester, like what other things are you going to try and adjust your approach with just like going into this next semester? Man. I think I want to get more organized about how I study a mm-hmm. little bit. I've worked out, I think, a little bit of what works for me for studying. Yeah. Um, what works for you? Honestly, I like to get just like a quick, a quick exposure to something. Um, so, for example, like last semester, I'd pull up the anatomy video and I would just sit there and watch the whole anatomy video through. Right. Uh-huh. I wasn't taking notes or anything, but I would just basically watch and kind of take in you know keywords they're saying or whatever and things probably really aren't clicking with me in terms of memorizing where places or where landmarks are or whatever but i'm hearing them i'm becoming exposed to them and then i'll probably sit on it for like a day or two and then come back and look at it and rewatch it with like actual intent mm-hmm. and having that exposure of already seeing or heard some of these words or terms I can start putting it together a lot quicker when I like actually watch the video intently than totally. if I were to like, just try to, you know, learn it all right there on the spot through my first walkthrough. Totally. Um, but yeah, I felt like last semester I was kind of jumping around a lot in terms of like doing 30 minutes here, like an hour here. I want to kind of make more of a block. I think of like solid time. I think that'd be a lot more beneficial for me versus all this jumping around I did last semester. Yeah. I was doing a lot of that too. I was, I mean, yeah, I'm not the best like organizationally, but I was trying to do that. I would be like, okay, I'll do 30 minutes for this class, 30 minutes for the next class. And like, sometimes I would feel that that would work because it'd be really tough for me to just like spend like two hours like on anatomy like straight but then it was like sometimes like I had to like there were times when like there was just so much information and like I'd be going and I'd think to myself like okay I'm only going to spend like 30 45 minutes and then I would get deep into it and then I'd look up and it'd be like two hours later yeah yeah anatomy's a beast man that and uh I think it was like biomechanics at the end started taking up my time a lot when we got into the ankle and foot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Those two classes, those were tough. Anatomy for sure was the hardest class for me. It was, uh, it was something, man. It was something. Yeah. 
That's all I'm going to say about it. It was something. Um, (laughs) Dang, yeah. So trying to get more organized. Um, Yeah, dude, it's like I'm I'm still trying to figure out the best way to study for sure. Like there's a lot of different like uh, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, But I think, yeah, it's like finding the right way to study and then also just like being focused for me, like while I'm studying, like that's, that's like what, uh, what I struggle with is just like really like sitting and like devoting, like, like only thinking about that and not like thinking about all this other crap I got to do, you know? Um, yeah, that's, that's what's, that's been tough for me. Yeah. I got, I got super ADHD. So that's, that's the other hard part. It's not like picking up my phone, like five minutes in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I got to like keep that in the other room or something. Yeah. I gotta, I wish I could be like, uh, like our good buddy Levi and he, whenever (laughs) he has to do something, he apparently just goes to another dimension in terms of focus. (laughs) Nothing's happening around him. I admire that. So, uh, you know, good for you, Levi. Shout out to Levi. Shout out to Levi. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, man. Okay. So, I guess just to like wrap things up, if you were like, I know you did drop some nuggets earlier in uh, our talk, but if you were to give just like a good, good piece of advice to someone who's like applying to PT school, uh, like what what would that be? Sure. Um, Obviously do well in class. Uh, I think that's the the easiest and, and best way to kind of build your, uh, application. But if you're not, you know, you're deciding like I did at a later point when you finished undergrad that you want to go and do this path, like, um, me and Taylor decided, um, don't freak out too much. Mm. Obviously you need to hit some of those minimums, um, to be eligible. Um, mm-hmm. but there's so much more you can do in terms of volunteer work, um, like I, I worked at like the food bank and did some with, uh, did some work with best buddies here in Arizona. Mm. Um, shadowing is huge. Um, I can't, I can't stress that enough. Do a ton of shadowing, do a different amount of settings, um, and reference letters, man, just get, get the max, get the max amount, no matter what, um, your, your application looks like. If you have four people willing to say, Hey man, this guy is the guy, like you should let him in. Mm-hmm. Like you have four people saying, heck yeah, let him in. That weighs a lot. I think I can't, I don't know how much like the recommendation, the letters actually weigh, but I feel like they weigh a lot. You know, I think people, there's programs really look at that character insight totally. from other people. Um, so yeah, just, just really do what you can in those areas. Um, the GRE is GRE, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, do good on it. Obviously yeah. I'd like to say, yeah. um, you know, I did, I did decent on it, I would say, yeah. but it was not fun, man, at all taking that. But thank God we don't have to do like the MCAT or something. Oof, yeah. I got a couple pre-med guys I know that have to do that and it's, it's not fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, try not to freak out too. I know it's easier said than done, right? But you know, it all works out in the end. Hey, happy to be here, bro. 
happy to be here, man. All right. And then real quick, any advice for PT students in that right now? Um, what's, uh, what's your game plan? How are you, how are you surviving PT school? My advice is that, man, I want to say just like knockout distractions. Um, mm, that's good. For sure. Um, I've been, in a way, this COVID thing has kind of been a blessing mm-hmm. um, because there is so many less things that I can, you know, be doing to distract myself. Very true. Um, like I'm a big concert guy, big music, whatnot. So I used to always go to concerts every weekend or mm-hmm. shows. Can't do that right now. So yeah. it's been real great for me staying in Saturday night and studying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would just say, you know, you if you've made it to this point, obviously this is what you want to do. So just keep that that mentality, that mindset. I think like you had said earlier, mm-hmm. uh, you're doing what you want to really do. Um, always keep that at the forefront to keep yourself on track and keep yourself from not being distracted. Cause I'll, I'll tell, have to tell myself that sometimes too, if I wander off, you know, totally. 30 minutes totally. You know, on my phone. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest, hardest part is just to not be distracted and just keep yourself engaged. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm taking all that into, I'm trying to be less distracted, more focused. All yeah. that, all that good stuff. Every day. Yep. Right on, man. Hey, this has been this has been a real good talk. I'm glad we got to uh, sit down and hear your story. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me on here. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and uh, you know, look forward to tackling our next semester together. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, another awesome conversation. Big thanks to Trevor for sharing his story with us today. I really, really connect with Trevor's story and how he made it to PT school. I feel like we had very similar paths. And so, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you to everyone that is listening to the podcast and supporting. I really appreciate you all. You guys are awesome. And yeah, check me out every Wednesday for new episodes to the podcast on whatever it is you're listening on share the podcast with anybody you think might be interested and yeah hope everyone's doing well stay safe out there and we will see you next time